Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode 14. Today's topic, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's discussion are my good friends Pooja, John, Rob, and Ginny. As I said, we'll be discussing Star Wars Return of the Jedi. This was originally released May 25th, 1983, and it's the third movie in the original Star Wars trilogy. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that I had some problems with the audio. As you will hear, there's some weird background noise that I tried to filter out, but I couldn't filter it all the way out. So unfortunately, it creeps up here and there. And I don't think it takes away the enjoyment of the discussion. We still had a great time talking Star Wars, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So let's go ahead and jump on in and take a listen to our discussion on Star Wars Return of the Jedi. All right, it's time for our main topic. Today we're discussing Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Uh, joining me for this podcast, I have Pooja. Hi. Jenny. Hello. John. Hello. And Rob. Hi. So let's go ahead and start talking about the third in the trilogy. First trilogy. <laughs> the original. The ori- yes, the original trilogy. Oh, uh, I know so, so for some of you, this was your favorite of the three movies. Ginny, you want to start off and tell us why? Do we need to guess? Ewoks! <laughs> I love Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. And Pooja, this was your favorite as well. It is, because I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Mm, yes. That's right, yeah. All right, so let's, obviously, I've asked this in previous podcasts. First time seeing it, theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this, uh, this came out in 83. 83, yeah. I so, saw it a couple times in the theater. Okay. Yeah, I, I did too. I think I saw it like four or five times in yeah. the theater because I was 13 then, so I was able to go to the theater by myself. <laughs> well, uh, this isn't a question I guess I have for you then because yeah. as we had talked about in A New Hope, you saw that 16 times with your yes. family. And that was your dad bringing you to the drive-in. Yes. But And you saw Empire a lot less. But it doesn't sound like you saw Return of the Jedi that many more mm-hmm. times than you saw Empire. Was that no. just because like... You were then under your own power having to go with your own money or what? No, I don't know. I think it was just for the fact that I was more of a kid, a teenager, and I didn't go to the movies as much. You know, I mean, my parents would take me to the movies. That's what we did. That was our family thing. Mm-hmm. The drive-in. You know, you pay the $8, you get a whole car of people inside of a theater. Mm-hmm. And so, and my dad loves Star Wars. So that's why we went so many times. As I got older, you know, I was 10 years old with Empire, and then I was 13 years old with Return of the Jedi. I just think life changes and priorities changes and drive-ins weren't a big thing then. You know, you had to do more walk-ins. It was more expensive mm-hmm. to pay individually, not just one person for a car. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, we weren't rich. So I think a combination of all those things. I mean, I would have loved to see Star Wars by Return of the Jedi, you know, as many times as I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think just finances, being younger, where we were at, where we lived, we mm-hmm. were close to the, you know, just yeah. lots of different circumstances. I didn't realize that, like, during that span of those movies coming out, the drive-ins become, had become Absolute. so... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, even with uh, Empire Strikes Back, there weren't as many drive-ins. There were still I've drive-ins. I've never been to one. Oh, I, Neither that's, have I. That's, I've my whole childhood no. was all... Yeah. I saw... Cool. Yeah, I've seen Tron and Star Wars and Poltergeist and... Tons, Ugh, Poltergeist tons would be terrifying oh, yeah. <laughs> in a drive-in. <laughs> 
Um, it's terrifying in general. Yeah. So yeah, so you saw it in the theater. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know you probably saw it with... I saw it as part of a three-day stint where yes. my parents showed us all three of them. That's right. Who just saw it on cable? I saw it on television. Yeah. And uh, not quite as frequently as uh, Jenny's, but I watched it shortly after the other two. Okay. And this like was in the 90s. 90s, mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about, because this is a love-hate. We're going to talk about Ewoks. <laughs> This is a love the hate. Resignation, yeah, the resignation in your voice. You're just like, well, no, I love them. But I know there's but people to bring up in this room who did not like them. Hate um, is a strong <laughs> word. No, but say hate. He said not like. He said love hate. Uh, well, no. Oh, okay, I, okay. When I initially, yes, I said I love hate. Because, I mean, in the world, the internet world, there are people who truly hate. Just like they hate the sequels. Well, yeah. They hate the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I never understood it. But, and I don't, I still don't understand why they don't like them. I mean, uh, I can. Because they hate joy. <laughs> they hate little fuzzy creatures. <laughs> well, I mean, you know that the Ewoks were supposed to be, were supposed to be Wookiees. Yeah. They were supposed mm-hmm. to be Wookiees. Yeah. And then they just couldn't for, afford that. Until the Christmas special. Until, well, that's another whole podcast. <laughs> um, but no, so Jenny, you tell me why you love the Ewoks so much. Oh, uh, <laughs> Because I like well, you were younger as well. Creatures, yeah, and, you were and they appealed to you. They appealed to me. Yeah, um, and you would see, which they... is weird because I wasn't really a girly girl. Like yeah. I wasn't into like like we had Barbies, but I would like hang them from the ceiling fans and stuff. <laughs> like I wasn't, but there was something about these cute, fuzzy, adorable creatures that yeah. I was just like, I must have them. Yeah. Did you mention that you saw the Ewok Adventure first before any of the Star no, Wars? No, they. It is possible that I did. Yeah. Okay. I wa- I saw Ewok Adventures after. Okay. Because okay. my parents saw me get super jazzed about the Ewoks, Ewoks, and they're like, "Hey, guess what? There's this other thing," and yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> "Yay!" Yeah. So. Okay. That movie's actually quite depressing. Oh, it's extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like. They kill off the family right in like I know. two minutes of it. Oh, well, that's, that's the second movie. The, yes, it's the second one. the second one. That which I kill off the did not. Family. The first one I watched yeah. over and over and over. The second one I watched once and I was like, screw that. <laughs> that's the thing about the Ewoks, though, is that they're more than just like little cuddly teddy bear merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's Witch spears. Yeah, yeah. There's like, they, they have. They have weapons. They yeah. like straight up murder a couple of stormtroopers and like possibly eat them. They like there's that one where the I don't know where you're getting the eating the helmets where they're like using as drums. Like, what do you think happened to the body there? Huh? Anyway, they, did, they, they didn't have them strung up as if like a roast. They were we, we don't them. see them. Yeah. They were, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but then also, oh, see, now he's like, yeah, now I hate them even more. No, I don't hate. But then uh, <laughs> there's also that one scene where like. It, it goes on for such a long time, thinking about it, where that one Ewok dies and his buddy's like, yeah. hey guys, I, oh my hey god, guy. oh my god, like, wow, <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna cry. The Star Wars hadn't taught you about death yet, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get form. more upset when animals die in films than people, which I don't know what that says about me, but... It's more about people. <laughs> it's a lot about what we're exposed to growing up in the United States, but, yeah. you know, that is definitely a different podcast. Yeah. 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 We could... Um, it's just a different episode. I think it yeah. might be a different yeah. series. Uh, John. All right. I don't hate the Ewoks. <laughs> We've really I greatly enjoy them as a what, nine-year-old or eight-year-old or whatever I was at the time that I saw. But? But (laughs) I feel, as I got older and I watched it more, I feel that they were a significant merchandising cash grab. And I don't 
feel like as much as I like the Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. that it is realistic. If you look back at what happened in Empire and how much um, power the Empire had in order to, to decimate the rebellion on Hoth, and then they have their entire fleet around this moon and they um, they get destroyed by essentially a very primitive culture. And I think the tricks are cool and the the uh, um, logs smashing the head of uh, the ATST and the beating with sticks and whatever. Okay, it's it's clever and I just I don't I don't buy that that's the way that it would have gone. See? I don't think that the guerrilla warfare of the Ewoks would have defeated the uh, overall powerful might of the Empire. And this is where I would have to really disagree. Because although I don't feel like, as an adult watching it, I don't feel like the way it was shown, it's like, no, your stick is not going to, like, as bad of an aim as stormtroopers have, (laughs) your sticks are not going to trump that. But I feel like, especially in the time that it was made, the idea that guerrilla warfare would Mm -hmm. trump a superior, more organized force Mm -hmm. was very much in the social consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because of Vietnam and Korea. Yes, but they also were using the same weapons. They were just fighting differently. I know, but like, I'm just saying that, obviously, like I said, not the way it was shown specifically, but I feel like going, like, just what's in the general consciousness of what's possible and what they had just seen happen twice. I I agree. I agree that that guerrilla warfare can, did overall trump traditional warfare. This isn't that instance because it's not just guerrilla warfare against traditional warfare of two equal sides. It is the might of the galaxy against a primitive culture, not a culture on the same level. A primitive culture who thinks C-3PO is a god and has uh, and has sticks with sharp ends. Yeah, but do you think that the Empire... Because they saw this primitive culture, didn't think they were much of a threat. Yes, so, I do. I mean, because mm-hmm. there are not a ton of stormtroopers. It's not like they send ADATs. There's, you know, I mean, obviously no ADATs can walk through the jungles. Right. But they didn't send a huge force down Which is to just planet. another issue with the ADATs. It's like, so they're, they're good. They're good on Tatooine and they're good on Hoss. But then, like, but then, like pretty we, good. We, trip yeah. over, we trip over trees and ropes. Yeah. yeah. Like, but they did have the rest of their force in orbit. But did they know what was happening on the planet? Well, apparently not. Because well, that's clearly the other thing. They don't, I mean, Timing-wise, the idea of when the Ewok battle takes place, like, when they bring their force to bear and the timing to of bear. that <laughs> and the timing of that is crucial to the movie yeah mm-hmm. is that uh, it, it's happening when the, happen, the star fighting battle is happening there's as a, well. there's a battle yes, happening they come in they're like they are the surgical precision force despite the fact that that makes no sense because they're teddy bears with spears <laughs> but but like that's the idea is like there wasn't time and they're distracted by some other stuff going on to send more reinforcements down to you to the to defeat the primitives, and they also are completely unprepared for this to happen. It's a surprise when it happens. They're going after the rebels. They do not believe the Ewoks will be anything yeah. of a threat. Right. So it is a surprise when they are. Before they have a chance to react, they are defeated, Overcoming. and then yeah. 
and then everything starts to fall apart. It's like a, it's like pulling the wrong Jenga piece. I agree. Yeah. I, I I totally agree. I think that's. A I good don't think it. Yeah. I think the only thing that could sway me in the direction of all right, this is plausible, is just the hubris of the empire. I think that yeah. that mm-hmm. might say okay the emperor is a cocky bastard oh yeah um and that's what leads to his and his empire's downfall yeah i agree and the whole thing was like a trap for luke to like watch his friends die too like it was right i mean yeah if you look at it like all of his plans and the way they're set in motion if you if you look at what the cardinal sins are what what is the great greek tragedy of the emperor i feel like pride would be the his hubris is the is the sin that leads to his downfall there in the if you look at Star Wars trilogy as a Greek tragedy Which for the Empire. Basically, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly like yeah. we, we teach. Uh, I teach at the New York Film Academy, and one of the first things we do when we do world building is is Star Wars, and yeah. we break it down to like, guess what this is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a new story in any way. No, oh, no. Yeah. But that's but why it works. That's still yeah. I, I don't think that's why. It I, that doesn't convince me that the Ewok uh, outcome would be. I I don't find it plausible. I okay. think they're very cute. <laughs> Yay! Um, but obviously, you didn't think this when you first saw it. No, I mean uh, I did. I was thirteen and didn't put much thought. It was just fun. Yeah, but I also that was... I preferred the space battle to the land battle. Okay. Yeah. I fa- I was much more interested to see what was going on outside uh, around the Death Star yeah. mm-hmm. than the Ewoks. I loved playing with the Ewok toys. I did, I mean, just in general, I loved the entire movie when I first saw it, but I was more about the X-Wings and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's a preference. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. Like, when I first saw it, but I think that had more to do with the fact that I thought, like, all the important stuff was happening around the Death Star, and I didn't see why we were on the planet. So there may have been some core misunderstanding on plot points. Yeah. When I saw it for the first time. Yeah. Well, it was George Lucas. So. <laughs> uh, oh, let's talk about the other. Well, I wouldn't say controversy, but uh, Boba Fett's death happens early on in the film. It happens kind of humorously by accident. And I know a lot of the fans were not happy, especially since Boba Fett became such a huge yeah. character after Empire Strikes Back. And I know George said he probably would have done things differently if he would have known that this character. Oh, put your rolling your eyes at me again. Um, it's not at you. <laughs> I know, no, at my comments. It's just um, that... So yeah, so why don't you start, Pooja? I feel like his comments like the I would have done things differently mm. is kind of hollow because he absolutely had the chance to do things differently because he did a lot of things differently. We talked a lot about the remastered editions when mm-hmm. we did the the episodes about A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So, like, if he really if he really cared, well, he would have changed it. Like, he changed so much other stuff. But that would have involved a complete rewrite and reshooting the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. When so. it comes to... So, that is what I roll my eyes at. Yeah. It's like... I can't believe I just defended George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of things, like... It's like, this is a choice that you made. It showed a lot about what you thought about the character. Mm-hmm. And... I, as a filmmaker, feel like at some point you just have to own it. Yeah, You have yeah. to own the fact that this is a choice that you made. Or, right or if wrong. it really wasn't a choice and you didn't care at all, own that too. Yeah, Say, you know what? I'm glad that y'all love Boba Fett, too but bad. he didn't yeah. mean Jack to me. Yeah, 
Like, own it. Own you it. Well, you don't see Joss Whedon apologizing every time he kills somebody everybody loves. He does it all the time. <laughs> but the other thing that's interesting, too, is he has also stated, I don't make movies for fans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a he's so he's a he contradiction Very, to himself. Yeah. yeah. Why would he care what people thought or try to justify what he did? Yeah. If he doesn't care. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like he should own what he did. Yeah. But I feel that way across the board. Mm-hmm. So that includes the special editions. I feel like he should have owned the movies as they were originally made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than going back and changing all the things that he changed with like the twenty years of hindsight. Yeah. But. When it comes to Boba Fett's actual death, like, Boba Fett was set up to be the smartest, the best, the guy who finally brings Han Solo in. And he is bumped off a ledge. <laughs> he wears a jetpack. I don't even understand how that happened to, yeah. to this day. On switch. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. And I remember watching that scene and being kind of confused. <laughs> yeah. How about you, John? I love Boba Fett. Um, I didn't have an issue with the scene. Okay. Uh, Did you think it was dead at the time? I, at the time, probably. I I didn't necessarily care that he was. I I wasn't expecting to see more of him. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am glad that there was more of him in the EU or Legends, as uh, I, Legends. I suppose it's yeah. called yeah. now. Legends. Um, but in the moment. It was more of a, well, the only thing that can kill Boba Fett is a mistake. <laughs> That's what happens. It's, yeah. it's pretty, like, he's, uh-huh. he is, uh, as was shown in how he was able to yeah. get Han Solo initially. I feel like maybe he was he had gotten a little lax in his concentration. You know, he'd been hanging <laughs> out at Jabba's, yeah. partaking in whatever <laughs> kind no, of debauchery no, was going on. And uh, he, he, you know... Didn't expect to be hit by a blind guy. Yeah. Or partially blind at that point. Well, I love the fact that it was Han who got to yeah, I take agree. him out. I agree. Yeah. You know, I wasn't angry was... that he was thrown down into the Sarlacc pit, though. Yeah. I was just confused. I wasn't so much <laughs> angry. It was like, a part of me also felt like Boba Fett had to die. Yeah. Like... Well, how is he going to get well, away without with him alive? His, yeah, I mean, his yeah, career was over. Had to go. Han would be on the hunt to change the whole story. Yeah. yeah. Boba Fett had to go. Yeah. But it's just in the, how did he have to go? Yeah, and like, he wears a jetpack. I don't even hate so much when, like, badass characters go out kind of, um, lamely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not so much like a, a Star Wars type of thing to happen, because mm-hmm. usually everything kind of has a consequence and importance, and it's more of, like, I see it more in, like, George R. R. Martin stuff, where it's like... You'd never know if, like, a straight arrow is going to, like, take your favorite character. Yep. Serpentine roots. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Sir- well, but even more than that, like, even more... I know Martin is obviously much more popular. And have you all read Feist? No. no. He wrote The Magician's Apprentice, The Magician, and it became mm. a huge series. It was amazing. I've read almost all of them, actually. He does that to his characters all the time. Just like, you, this guy, he goes into his first battle, and you're like, yeah, you... oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, it really is not deaths that mean that like mean so much in the grand scheme of things. Like we're we come to expect out of fantasy novels. So, but that's a tangent. But I just think it's interesting <laughs> that like I guess this it's, is the one in yeah, Star Wars. This is really the one. Has, it's that in Star yeah. Wars where yeah. it's someone who 
he's a villain, so he's not like it's not like everyone loves him, but he has some kind of importance and has been set up to be this big mm-hmm. threat, and then just run yeah. like that super fast. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a little weird. It's a little true. out of place in Star Wars, but yeah, I, I, I don't that. dislike that as a concept. I don't necessarily see him as set up to be a big threat throughout or anything. I just I think he. Would I feel like he served. A, he did serve his purpose. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't ex- exceptionally deep story writing. He was there. Han needed to be captured. He created a apparently inadvertently badass character, <laughs> and Han needed to escape, so that mm-hmm. character needed to go away. Mm-hmm. I think the inadvertent thing is is the key there, because you know just by the necessity of what they needed for Boba Fett in the previous installment how he's one of the smarter villains and things like that he kind of when we look back on it especially with the hype that grew around him and continues to to be there yeah there's he seems you know like oh he's like a big deal he's set up he's so smart he's so cool but yeah i think that that that's where the key aspect of it is that it was inadvertent yeah. everything yeah. i think that's one of the him. honestly one of the flaws of the writing of return of the jedi mm. as this was the final movie of the trilogy at the time. We didn't think, no, there were going to be three prequels. But were you satisfied with the ending of the movie, Jenny? Yeah. I mean, it made you... It was a nice ending. It was kind a nice ending. Kind of all the loose yeah. ends for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And then I got Ewok Adventures. So then I was happy. <laughs> I know, Pooja, you enjoyed the ending because you like happy endings. Yes. I, I thought it was great. I loved the Force Ghosts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I felt like yeah. it was... Uh, really, really made me quite satisfied. I like the redemption, the mm-hmm. idea of like peace, yeah, and all of that. Like, I felt so satisfied. I guess it's the only way to put it. <laughs> it's like all the boxes were ticked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong. Yeah, I feel similarly. The thing about Star Wars movies is that at the end, I am never. I always want more, mm-hmm. and like, so I've come to associate the like that sort of like wipe effect uh, or virus effect with accompanied by William's score mm-hmm. as being like I get, I get excited but I'm also like it's it's this weird feeling where I want more but I'm like okay fine this is what you're getting and it was pretty great yeah. and it's yeah there's an emotion that I can't quite explain attached to the end of any Star Wars movie mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it, so yeah, I guess yeah like in terms of is the story over yeah are these characters I mean, in a good place it was yes. complete and Com- it's, I felt complete but yeah. I've always I was a lot more Star Wars mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah more it's, would be good yeah. but that story was done yes mm-hmm. yes pretty definitively it, it was at over. the time yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 at the time now that we know a lot more about but it even for the, the new ones they don't just like pick up immediately afterwards and obviously part of that is the age of the oh, actors right. but, but I feel like it, well but there are um, there are stories that span those the 30 years thing. that's true I guess that leads to my question, uh, question or a question I have for y'all between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens like what's still canon everything officially is canon. all yeah. the new stuff that all the new stuff yeah. that's been the new that's books. been written They've been writing new stuff. Okay, so the new books that have come out in the past year. Yes. And then what about Clone Wars? Clone Wars is and Rebels Rebels is. Rebels is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, anything that George has his hand in personally is considered canon. Okay. Even though Force Awakens is not really. Force Awakens, yeah. From from the purchase in 2014, Mm -hmm. everything previous to that 
George. They are only including the movies and Clone Wars. And then Rebels started coming out at that point. So Rebels as well. And then, but all of the books... There's a handful of books now. um, Well, all the books before that don't don't count. They're part of now what they call Legends. Legends. But the Aftermath book... Yeah, that's the big one. um, And then there's... There's, there's about a comic. half dozen to a dozen Leia stuff. Oh, comics as well. All the comics are, are part of it. And yeah. yeah, it's a lot different now that Disney owns them. They're making sure everything that's produced is canon. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of nice, because I like the fact that... And they are... It's all part of the same world. Sort mm-hmm. of reaching into the Legends they are. material they are pulling for things they liked out the of new it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I mean, because there's some amazing characters in the mm-hmm. EU. I would love to see brought in right. too. Yeah, the you know the yeah. current canon. Yeah. So. I knew the EU had really gone like super super far into and yeah, I was never uh, into that. Yeah, um, I never read any of the Star Trek or Star Wars books, but I I wondered too. I heard about the Great Purge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that was because there were comics before that as well. Yes. Dark Horse put yeah. out which were. Mm-hmm. Well, there's animated Ewok series. There's, there's the animated, animated series. series. There's uh, role playing games, yeah. and there's supplements that were technically well, considered the part Ewok of the movie EU. Is canon. The Ewok movies are canon. Yeah, both yeah. of them are just. I, have, I know the first one, the Ewok yeah. Adventure, is canon because George was involved with it. Yeah, and gave sanction to it, so they are considered Woo-hoo! that canon. Um, <laughs> now let's get a new one. <laughs> I want a new Ewok Adventures. <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's, the final question, I'd say, is Darth Vader's turning on the Emperor and fulfilling his destiny to bring balance to the Force. Do you think balance was brought to the Force by Vader or by Luke? By Vader. Because Luke mm-hmm. convinced his dad that he was still good. And When we talk about it in, tra- in my transmedia class, we look at what's called the hero's journey. And a lot of people would assume that the journey is on Luke, right. but if you look at Luke, he kind of stays the same, the same yeah. throughout. It's Darth Vader that changes throughout, mm-hmm. and if you add the in the prequel, even and more yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it's Vader. Okay. Completely Do you agree. agree. Oh yeah, Vader yeah. Vader is the one that. Well, Vader is the one that also he is he does the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Luke convinces him there's good, but Vader's the one that needs to see that good in himself and to essentially kill the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, and Lucas has stated that it's the story of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episodes one through six are the story of Anakin. Well, do you think he intended that when he made four through five? Yes. Four through six? Well, because he had so much other stuff written. Yeah. Like, yeah. Four is a small portion of... I know he had, technically, uh, he had the first, the nine. Yeah. One through three, or four through six, one through three, and then... Yeah, and he had, he had tried to make, in his this space opera, had the first script was just so much more yeah. than what ended up on screen, because mm-hmm. it just wasn't, wasn't possible. It wasn't possible. He knew that he had multiple movies. Yeah. Or multiple... Mm-hmm. It needed to be broken down into multiple stories. Uh, so, yeah, I completely think it was uh, Vader that... That was the one that brought the balance back to the force. They wouldn't think Luke or everyone agrees Vader. Mm, I feel like, like yeah. it was it was definitely Vader. <laughs> I mean, it's not just the the idea that this is Vader's story and it he's the you know the real hero or whatever it yeah. is, like or the real protagonist, but that it was his choices 
both threw the force out of whack in the first place yeah. and brought balance back to it. Yeah. It was the choices that he made yeah. that were the ones that were the action in here. And Luke's choices didn't. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, yes. I, just, yeah. I don't know if the force is balanced at all. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, it seems not, like it's either really. the Jedi are in hiding and running or the Sith are in hiding and running, yeah. and that's not balanced. Well, I mean, I feel yeah. like just at the yeah. end of at the if we just talk about Return of the Jedi, at the end of that, there's pretty much nobody left. I mean, there's Luke; he's the yeah. only one. Yeah. So I guess you could say that there exactly isn't like the that Jedi there idea. isn't like no. balance because Luke is not of the dark side, but he's also not really yeah. a Jedi at yeah, that no. point. He kind mm-hmm. of is. But at the same time, like, if he's the only one that's left, he's half-trained and everybody else is dead. Yeah. I don't think balance means the same number of Jedi as there are of Sith. Well, it never would, because... Right, it's not possible. They're only going to be a Master and Apprentice. Which, the the consistency of that is heavily debatable. (laughs) But I think the balance that happened was the choices that Vader made Mm -hmm. throughout his life. I should say, the choices that Anakin made throughout his life were rectified, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so th- that, his, th- his balance, his balance, I think. Is, yeah. That's how I view it. Or, yeah, or, I, I agree. Yeah. The, the force <laughs> itself is yeah. not balanced yeah. in any what sort of way. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a question for the ladies. Since, yeah. <laughs> since Star Wars is heavily a male-dominated movie, series, universe, mm-hmm. most of them are strong male white males white males yes until recently which is great Mm -hmm. as little girls because you saw these when you were younger when you saw princess leia did you latch on to her was she something that you looked up to or was she just one of the guys i thought princess leia was awesome but i didn't specifically latch into her as a female character but i'll admit i'll be the first to admit that when i was growing up like i didn't look at things more so with, like, a female, like, looking for female protagonists. I got almost all of that through reading for me. I read a lot of female authors, and I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit as well that my choice in reading wasn't always, like, the best quality. <laughs> but at least 60-75% to 75% of the books I read featured a female protagonist, and I would go through the library and calm and come and calm books for that. Mm-hmm. But, John's out of I watch movies with a bunch of white people. I read yeah. books with a bunch of white people. They're all the same in the end. And, you know, and this affects a lot of what I watch and, and look at nowadays and read as an adult. Yeah. That I purposely search out media with a more diverse population. Yeah. <clears throat> but Star Wars specifically, I loved it. I loved it. And I liked Leah. She was awesome and she was badass. But in specifically, like, I am Leah, but mm. I'm also a woman of color. And I never saw anybody who looked like me. Okay. How about you? Yeah, I I had an upbringing where, like, my mom basically was like, you can be whatever you want. And it was never, like, a male-female thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, didn't even think that, that way. Yeah. My favorite character was Han Solo. Mm. Not because he was a dude, just because he was coolest. He's and awesome. I really That's loved why. him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just didn't look at things through that lens because oh. I wasn't brought up that way. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was weird when 
Leia and Luke were brother and sister because they had kissed. Yeah. I remember like processing that and being like, wait, but all right, whatever. And then I kind of let it go. And, but yeah, I, I didn't gravitate towards yeah. her yeah. in any particular way. Now, do you look back now as adult women and see her for young girls now who are watching these movies? Or is your opinion hasn't changed at all? Still? I, I mean, I like Force Awakens for that. Okay. And I'm so you like I'm Rey very excited a... that there is Ray. Yeah. And then the whole cast. It's a very diverse cast. Yeah. I mean, I love Poe. But I love that's because I want to kiss his face. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I look back at the original trilogy now and still feel like Leia is, especially for somebody that George Lucas had, she's very fleshed out. She holds a position of power. She mm-hmm. is not opinion. just reactionary yeah. to things. Yeah. And she isn't, right. uh, in terms of like the plot structure, she's not just there to be used to like, to further um, a male's journey, mm-hmm. which happens a lot, especially in genre fiction. She mm-hmm. has her own agency. She has her own things that she's doing. Mm-hmm. The story's not really about her. Yeah. But that doesn't diminish in the fact that she is a dimensional character. Yeah. Especially at a time when you really never, you didn't get those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that should be celebrated. And yeah. she is a role model for young girls. I mean, my feelings aside is from the situation that I came through. Like, yeah. Yeah. Coming, looking back, absolutely. Yeah. I know I keep saying this is a final question, but more questions keep popping through. Uh, the the fact that Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Did you see that coming? Oh, spoiler. No. I just Not at all. I was... No. I, I mean, we, we get a taste of it in Empire where he says there is another, and, you know, we had an idea. But for when it's, yeah, no, I, when it's actually revealed in... I didn't see it coming at all. No. Not Mm-mm. at all? No. Nobody? Mm-mm. No. Were you all shocked? No. Definitely. Or did it make sense? Well, I was surprised. I I guess I was surprised by, I wasn't, I was like, is this necessary? Right. I yeah. think that was more of it. I, I mean, the only, the only reason I see it as necessary is to drive Luke to anger in the, in the final fight. It's something, somebody that he holds dear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, he already held. I'm like, yeah, he held, he held him dear. He, right. he held all of, them, even knew. all of them dear. Right. Yeah. So I don't think needed to, but I guess to make it a familial relationship, mm. it makes it even more so that okay, it's, he's really going to be drawn out at this point, even though he. Just I feel like it justifies kind of Leia still being alive after being captured by the Empire when they knew she was working with the Rebel forces mm. and all of this stuff. Like with the lens that they are brother and sister, Darth Vader's also his fa- her father, mm-hmm. and he knows, that. and that he knows that. And that you can look back and say, well, this explains a lot of the questions that you have, like, about why she's treated so well at the beginning of A New Hope. Well, Outside no, he, of no, all he didn't know, he that, didn't know that. He didn't know that until until uh, yeah. he read Luke's mind yes. and said, a sister, yes. you have a twin sister. That's when he knew. Yeah. He didn't know he had twins. Oh, at that point. oh yeah. Well, then okay. that kind of changes a lot. That changes a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, he had well, no idea okay. that... that I'm just following that. Yeah. How did I, I miss this? He read Luke's. But why would Luke know? Uh, that's this is the point where we knew Luke knew. Yeah, so this we, is the very end when he goes. And, yeah, he goes up to Vader for the final time to battle uh-huh. him in the New Death Star with the Emperor. Oh right, right. Yeah. Okay, he, he now it's coming there. back to me. And that's when he already knew. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting my because it does my fights confused. Yeah, but it. I mean, 
it would make more sense if he knew, and that's why she wasn't just like immediately just executed. I think she <laughs> wasn't executed. I think she was. Tortured. I think she wasn't treated. Poor. Well, she was tortured. She, she was. was. Yeah. Yeah. But she was. Don't see it. She wasn't executed just for the fact that she is a leader royalty. Yeah. yeah. They blew up her. Right. Well, they did. They did You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, all right, now for my final question. <laughs> the third swear, final question. This will third be the final, final question. question. Um, let's talk special edition. This is probably my least favorite uh, changes to yeah. the series. To all, to all three of them, I think this had probably had one of the most, you know, more changes than any of them. Mm-hmm. I think it added like twenty something minutes to the show. But I mean, it's nothing really bad either. It's just I, I hated the whole song at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, in Jabba's palace. Right. Oh yeah. With that little guy. <laughs> Everybody oh. blocked it out. Yeah, I mean, it was right. just, it's just, it's just an atrocious... Are you talking about the extended dance sequence? Uh, there's part of that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the extended where they, uh, where the slave girl gets dropped into the, with the, you know, the yeah. rancor. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, they extended on that a little bit. That was cool. I that was the little, same actress. Bit. I know, isn't yeah. that amazing? Which I remember when I was, because that was added in for the original re-release in the theaters. And I remember watching a special on it on Sci-Fi yeah. back before it was spelled all weird. <laughs> spelled all weird. <laughs> um, I watched a special on that. They used the same dancer. Mm-hmm. Like twenty years later, right, they right? used the 20, same dancer. Later. Yeah, she must have been from the original movie. Yeah. Yep. And I remember just that is actually the only thing I remember from that special. I'll be real. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what did you guys think of special edition? I think both added songs were were travesties. How how can you get rid of Yubnub? Yeah, I was gonna say you, you can't. Yubnub's at the end. That's I don't understand awful. why they removed it. It doesn't make no sense. I don't. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yubnub doesn't he have has, to make sense. He has four billion dollars and he trashes the new movie. He doesn't make sense. Whatever. He sold it. Go away. <laughs> Buy an island. Um, another, another Buy an island. But I. The one thing I did like to an extent is. The added celebrations at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought the that other, looked kind of cool. Yeah, the other planets celebrating. It makes sense. Yeah. Even though I don't know how they got word that the Death Star was blown up and the Emperor died. Unless this was... Especially because there's no... I mean, there's no internet in Yeah, I mean, there's Star no, Wars like, and... you know, they instantly... Carrier pigeons. Yes. <laughs> I mean, internet carrier I feel like maybe with the Death Star blowing up, there may have been some communications. Well, but, but I mean... Well, but it was immediately. Was yeah. And, and it was, every, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... It could, Everybody was... I can understand maybe a week later, everyone was still celebrating right. because they're, they're hearing the Emperor's dead. That was the only thing that got me. It was yeah. like, oh, how does other people on Corazon know that the Emperor's dead? Yeah, you know, on an inner, on, on a, a core planet. A, yeah, yeah. It's like that, Dagobah. Dagobah knows the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. don't remember those scenes at all. At the very end, little. with other people celebrating. Yeah, on the, the only thing I remember about the end is the change. And they changed the song. The change of the hologram. Oh, the change yeah. of the oh, yeah, yeah, the hologram, which wasn't that changed was until two thousand four. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, the only that thing I remember about the end of that movie. They changed, um, the they changed the hologram to Hayden Christensen, yeah. and they manipulated the. Uh, we we were just talking uh, about yeah. him, uh, the guy that played Darth that Vader. facially yes. played Darth Vader. They changed it so that he didn't have eyebrows Sebastian anymore. Uh, yes, um, yeah. because his, the Anakin's eyebrows were burned off. Because lava. On, uh, because yeah. lava. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like, that is outside of the, uh, out of the changes from Return of the Jedi. Those are the only two I remember. It was like the extended dance sequence that happened before the prequels, and then after the prequels, they 
they digitally removed the dude who was originally Darth Vader. Yeah. Which I always got so up in arms about. I mean, besides the fact that I really, really, really disliked Aiden <laughs> Christensen at the time, but, like, he... I was so angry on behalf of this person that I had never met whose name I can't remember. <laughs> like, that he had been Darth Vader. Erased. And that he was erased. Yeah. He was digitally erased. It doesn't make sense with the rest of the ghosts, too, because Obi-Wan is not Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Right? That would, yeah. yes. It's, it's as they've died. It's yes. like, yeah. Yes. That's, That's true. And Yoda's the puppet version and not yeah. the digital yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, they still had that actor... When his helmet was removed, yes, so we got to see him on the Death Star. It's still the same actor, so why, again, yeah, why? the same sort of thing. Why, why if that? he's not Ewan McGregor, then why, why is he Caden Christensen? So yeah, it's it's it was a poor choice. I just but put it down to oh George, <laughs> George, <laughs> silly, doing he's it again, George <laughs> Borgia. Well, on that note, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you guys for joining me once again for another fun podcast. Uh, I want to thank Jenny. Where can people find you online? I am at Jenny Powell on all social media. It's J-E-N-N-I. J-E-N-N-I. Yeah. John. I can be found on all social media platforms at John T.M. Higgins. Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L-A Daisy Girl. L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. You could also follow my podcast, Brown Coats Black Magic, at BCBM Show, or search us on Facebook. Rob. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at R-O-B-A-R-T-H-A-N-G-I-V, and follow my project On the Sea with Aquafox uh, on Facebook and Twitter at Bellamy Aquafox. And you can find me at Geeky Fanboy on all social media. Thanks again, guys, for joining me. Thanks, Thank, Thank you. you. If you want to email us, you can do that at thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at geek underscore roundtable. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. If you want to read about our guest hosts or any kind of show note information, you can do that on our main website at thegeekroundtable.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. We had so much fun talking Star Wars. As you can hear, every single person loved Star Wars, and we are very passionate about it. And it was a lot of fun discussing the third of the original Star Wars trilogy, Return of the Jedi. I want to thank my friends John, Pooja, Rob, and Jenny for taking time out of their busy schedules to join me for this podcast. So until next time, guys, take care. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.
Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved.